Hi, my name is Kiefer. I'm a pianist and producer based in Los Angeles, California. I make a lot of music. Some of it is playing behind me right now. I've also collaborated with some other amazing artists, including Anderson Pack, Katranata, and Drake. This is my podcast. It's called Approachable Music. On this show, I interview artists that I admire to update my theory on what makes a great musician. We talk about the writing process, finding inspiration, making it in the music industry, and have some casual conversation as well. Today on the show, we have Maxwell. Maxwell is a super dope Australian producer. In addition to his solo projects, which are super tight, he's also worked with the likes of Ty Dolla Sign, J. Cole, and Aloe Black. He's one of my favorite beat makers slash producers in the game today. He's also just really fucking cool. In today's episode, we talk about his development as a beat maker, what makes a good sample flip, and our mutual favorite producer, Jay Dilla. Yeah, Maxwell, thanks so much for, for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, brother. <laughs> for sure. Dude, it's my pleasure. Um, we, uh, we've hung out a couple times. I uh, Last I saw you was at your crib in Crenshaw. Right. That was a couple years back. Right, right. Um, and you've since gone back to Australia during the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. And now you just moved back, like, this week, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, it's wild. It's it's really nice to be back though. It's it's feels really good, man. Yeah. 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 yeah um, what do you like about LA? What uh, what keeps bringing you back? Man, I don't know. I mean, like like one of the most obvious things is like obviously, yeah. You know, you can just like do so much work so quick, and like having that kind of. I don't know. I really like the the random off the cuff sessions where you just be like chilling or whatever, and like. You got a day where you're just doing whatever, and then some, suddenly, like, someone calls up and, you know, like, a dream session, like, just happens, like, you know, in, like, 30 minutes or whatever. And you're, like, in the Uber or whatever, <laughs> you're getting there, and then you're, like, doing some shit that you never, like, you know, thought you'd be doing. You know what I mean? I love right. that. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's definitely a place of of opportunity. There's just... You know, so many amazing things just lurking around the corner, and you never know. Right. right. That's always such a f- uh, fun experience, like being on the way to a session when you're just like, mm. you know, maybe a little nervous. Right. You know, you're like watching the if you know, and I, I drive, you know, and I'll be looking at the GPS, like, <clears throat> you know, nervous. So, or if you're in the Uber, same thing, just like right. looking at their little map as they're right. going along, just be like, oh man. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. You get the you get the nerves popping, but. Yeah, and then you, like, get there and, like, I don't know, you start to, like, meet everybody and everything and starts to just feel, like, kind of like a, I don't know, like, some chill shit. But, like, that mm-hmm. feeling before you get there, man, I know what you mean. It's, like, it's nerve-wracking sometimes, you know? Yeah. But, Did um, you dream of doing sessions like that? Like, say, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. You're in your early 20s. Like, are you... 
I mean, yeah. Were you were you dreaming of doing stuff like this? Did did you even see that as a possibility? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say that like I saw it happening, but I definitely like tr- I tried to like mentally put it out there to then be like, okay, cool, like it would be awesome to do this. Like, what can I do now to like make that potentially happen in the future? You know, right. so like. I don't know. Like, I felt like that was, that was like one of the things that pushed me to, yeah, just want to like keep going and like keep expanding knowledge and, you know, do all that shit. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, you know, you've, uh, you've done extremely well. I mean, like, not only like as, like, in terms of like, uh, like success on paper, but like also like just making like really ill shit which is like i appreciate you brother you know that's that's a rare thing like you know to like and and uniquely dope like you have a sound you got a style man gassing me up macking no listen bro this is listen dude (laughs) this is how i feel this is why i have you on bro like you know you're doing it and um you know i have i have a more than a, a few favorites of of mine that you've done but uh i think my favorite favorite is this purple emoji. I think that's oh, one that a lot of people really, ah, really love from you. Thank but, you. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, man. That thing is so crazy, bro. That's ah, always man. one that I can, like, show off to people and be like, I know that guy. Ah, man. Come on, I know bro. That guy, bro. I hung out with him two or three times. You know? Ah, get out of here. Man, <laughs> shit. That's so funny, man. That's so funny, man. The, yeah. You know, the, the craziest thing about that is I, I did that back when I was in Sydney. And, oh, wow. Right, and it was, like, a super, like, random situation. Like, like I sent Ty, like, three different beats, like, two which seemed, like, obvious Ty, like, sounding mm. beats, and then made that one, like, probably, like, I don't know, a couple hours before, like, sending the, the pack, you know what I mean? So it was just like, wow. and it, that was not the one that I thought he was going to choose, like, at all. You know what I mean? The, it's wild like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that shit went so hard. Ah, oh, man. You know? Dude. I can't even imagine what the other two would have sounded like if you were surprised that they, he chose that one, because that one goes really hard. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not the first thing you would expect to right. choose, but, right. oh, my God. Right, yeah. right. Ah, oh, man. That's an all-time one right there. No, thank you, bro. I, I think that's my favorite. I think my other favorite is Light Turn Green with uh, Ray Khalil. That's my uh, other yep, favorite. Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, Can man. you talk about thank those you. chord changes or, like, uh, how you came up with them? I mean, so, like, so that that situation is actually kind of, that's an interesting one. So, I so I, I didn't actually come up, really, with those chords. So, I... I the crazy. Yeah, so that's cartoons. So sick. You know cartoons from New oh, York? Oh, yeah. of course. Okay, yeah. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 Wait, yeah. Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, so so I I dropped a sound pack and then he just like made a beat using the sound pack. That's my boy, dude. Right, and he posted this video of him playing like that bass line and like oh, like a variation of those chords. That's essentially. so sick. Right, and then like I this was like how I found out about. Ben like cartoons. So. Oh, he's listed. How did I not notice that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's on wow, there. Oh, that's um, hard. And John Gibbs too. It's yeah. Like John Gibbs doing like the rap part and all that. Right, right, but, um, right, right, right. But yeah, man, like I seen this like cartoons video and I was like, holy, 
like, God damn, like I need to like get in touch with this fool. Just got bro, in touch. He's so crazy, bro. Man, he's stupid. He's stupid. Did he's, you meet with him in person? Uh have you yeah. done that yet? Yeah, after the fact. Bro, though. he's a sweetheart, man. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Top man. level guy. He's yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 He's a lovely dude. Lovely dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, so but so he sent me some stems, and then I kind of just like looked at the chords and like made a few, you know, like variations or whatever and different voicings over the top. But, <laughs> so that's really you killed it, hey man. And the you. loop is crazy because it's like, isn't it like almost like in three or something? It's like, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, yeah, let me just play. I got it right here. It's right. like, right. Hold up. <clears throat> yo, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cruising in my 86, no AC, AC on my head. Or it's like a three bar phrase? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Groups of threes. Yo, shout out. Shout out Maxwell for doing a three bar loop. That's oh, ill, bro. Man. That's rare, hey. man. Hey, People man. People don't fuck with that. Hey, well, I mean, also, like, huge shout-out to Cartoons, too, because, I mean, really, like, he, like, kind of came up with, like, that idea. Mm. And I was, like, listening to it just being like, oh, my God, like, this it's is, a like... crazy circular feeling to it. Yeah, yeah, man. I was, like, that was, like, the craziest shit I've ever heard. I was just like, man, I have to, like, <laughs> do something with this, like, definitely, immediately, like, now. Well, shout-out shout out both of y'all. That's a great collaboration. Man, hey, thank you. Thank you, man. Big yeah, shouts man. to to Ben. Cartoons. Huge shouts. Ben Carr, man. Hey, Beast. Stupid. Yeah, man. Uh, you killed that. So I've had so many people ask me about, like, what chords are those? And I love, I love <laughs> uh, going, listening to it, playing it. It's just amazing. Oh, man. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, you've had you've had some pretty great, uh, pretty great collaborations. Um, on that note, mm -hmm. uh, on, like, working with people and... Mm -hmm. um, you know, having some good experiences, maybe having some experiences that are a little humbling. Right. Um, I have this question that I've been asking people all week, which is, uh, do you have a welcome to the league moment? And if you don't know what that is, I'll explain it. Right. I, I explain it on every episode so the audience knows, okay? So yeah. a welcome to the league moment is a basketball term. Mm -hmm. Usually it refers to a rookie comes into the NBA. Right. Uh, they're finding their way in the league. And... Uh, then suddenly you get slotted up against LeBron James. You got to guard LeBron. Right. LeBron scores 50 on you. <laughs> you. You just take the L and you learn from it. Right. Uh, do you have a welcome to the league moment where you maybe you got uh, humbled in some way? Can you think of anything off top? Oh, man. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've always, like, I've always tried to just— It doesn't have to be with a person. It could just be like— yeah, you know, just a humbling moment. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard to say. Like, I've I've never really like considered myself being like on some crazy shit. Like, I've always mm -hmm. tried to remain like and like have successfully remained like not thinking that I'm the shit ever. <laughs> so like, I'm like I kind of try to just go into every room just being like like appreciative of even being there mm. you know what i mean so that's wonderful so it's like you know yeah i just i just try and be nice to everybody man i'm just you know like just trying to you know meet people and make the connections and and have people 
remember me as being like a nice dude. You know, that is that's all, that is something you know. you're known for. Ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you Come are on, a really yeah. nice guy, man. Ah, I, I think, um, that. yeah, that's uh, you know where it is. You know, I'm sorry, so I, I know that didn't. Re- I know that didn't really answer the question. Like, no, that's at a all, great answer but, but, because I, th- I think that 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 is an answer that um, that I've been getting too. It's just like, hey, man, like. And, you know, like Amber was saying the other day, she was like, well, I just, I've, you know, I I don't know. She, I guess she just never really had like a big enough ego to where that would really even happen. Right. She's already in that, in that place too cool mentally. Too yeah. yeah. Just like, and I think that's a good, that's a good way to be. Mm. Um, mm. So that, that's, uh, that's what's been so great about this podcast for me personally. It's been like asking these questions and getting like answers. Right. They kind of tell me sometimes more about um, why I'm asking the question in the first place. Maybe it's like, right. hey, maybe, right, right. maybe I should be a little more humble. But nah, <laughs> hey, come on, man. Hey, nah, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. No, yeah. but, uh, no but that's a great answer. like for me like um there was a time like like i remember like my boiler room set for instance was one where like right that just did did not go well at all and also like <laughs> really? also, also like every solo set i ever played really it was like a welcome to the league moment because i just i just was i was just never really good at it and and it just because I was just uncomfortable with it. Right, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know what? That I, was always humbling for me, I think. Yeah. It's a, but 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 again, maybe the reason why it's humbling and maybe I'm getting a little bit on my zen thing here mm. is because of the expectation or the, yeah, the self-importance that maybe I have somewhere in the back of my head of just like, right. yeah, I, th- I think I'm something. And then every time I do one of those sets, I'm like, I don't, I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, dude. And it would take me down a peg. Man, honestly, honestly, you know what? To be fair, like, I, I mean, so, like, any show that I've ever played has been, like, just by myself, right? And I can relate to that. Dude, solo sets are hard, bro. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like, because... What's scary for you? Is it a, is it a, just a performance thing? Is it a technical technology thing because that scares me too oh yeah well i mean hey you know uh yeah get your head about the audience like are they digging it like yeah is is firstly it's always like cool like i don't want to like mess this up like i don't want to like play some <laughs> play some like whack shit and like you know like play because because like Story of my life yeah, yeah it's, it's terrifying and also depending on like how the uh the fold back speakers are set up and, and stuff like right. some, sometimes like there's been like a couple of gigs where I was on like like bigger like stages and stuff and it was like the way it was mixed when I was playing like this like lead guitar part there was like a real deep sub bass underneath it and I was doing Whoa. this thing where it like uh they were both coming through the same speaker, so I started to frequency modulate, and I couldn't hear what note I was playing Whoa. on the guitar. Yeah, and I'm just like low key, just like praying that like I'm playing the right notes. I mean, uh, I still don't know if I was playing the right notes for that for that mm, solo, but dude, who knows? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but you know, you can't you can't dwell on that. It's you know, I dude, I've I've been there. Oh man, I've been there, bro. I know what you're talking about, bro. There was there was a time. Yeah, just sometimes the way the monitors are on a stage, like, mm. 
um, like playing improvised music with a band, and then sometimes if the bass is too loud. Now I don't know if this is like just my ears. If there's something going on with like just the the literal anatomy of my head and just like right. how my bone structure is, right, and just right. how my head vibrates. Mm-hmm. But this bass, because there's always like weird things with like bass and how your your head actually vibrates along with it. That yeah, affects how you hear it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, because bass travels through solid objects really well. But anyway. Right, 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 right. When bass is too loud, sometimes I think the pitch will sound higher or lower, like yes. by a half step. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, exactly, dude. Bro, so sometimes I'll be on stage at a show, and we'll be, like, improvising. So I have to know what the bass player is playing because it's not written. Oh, my God. And then, so there have been times where, like, you know, I, like, could have sworn that, you know, whoever I was playing with was playing, you know, maybe he's playing an A, but I'm hearing a B flat. Right. Oh, man. And so now I'm playing that. And then after this set, I was like, man, that was so interesting how you did that. And there's, and whoever it was, I can't remember who it was in this particular instance, but this person was like, I didn't, I wasn't playing that. And oh, I'm just like, oh, no. Uh, dude, so, that's hilarious. So I know what that can, could have felt like. Right, like, right, right, right. You don't even know. Oh, that man. stuff happens. Jesus, man. That's crazy. I, uh, And then I've also kind of learned on a similar tip, like, yeah, if you're sound on stage, especially with a live band, bro, mm. if you have a sound check and you don't get a good mix on stage before you play, right. you're, the show's not going to go well. Right. Because you're not going to have fun. Right. Like 15, 20 minutes in, you're like, man, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. This doesn't even sound good. Dude. Then you're, not, then you're not playing well. Then you're just skating, just, you know, looking at your watch, like, just trying to get through the night. You know what I mean? You're just like, man, right. I, I just got to close this out. Like, oh, man. So. Oh, that's so crazy. I haven't even thought about this for a while because it's actually been, it's been a minute since I've played a gig. Right. So us talking about this, it's like bringing back some shit, man. Mm. Like, thinking about that. It's actually, you know what's nuts? I bought a set of in-ears, like, at NAMM 2019, right? Oh, yeah. At the beginning of 2019. And I haven't got to, like— I think I remember yeah. I was at your house, I think, like, the yeah. day after you got them or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I ended up spending, like, most, like, of 2019 here in L.A., but I was focused really purely on producing. I wasn't, like, trying to play gigs, you know what I mean? Right. So. I actually haven't even like got to try them out yet mm. in a gig. Are you um, trying to tour soon? Yeah, I'd love to, but like I'm also, you know, because I mean I dropped the Sheesh record in in 2020, like right the mid pandemic vibes. Right. So I've never really got to tour that. Um, so True. I mean, you know, a little a little uh, a late tour on that would be a bit of fun, and you know, also just like working on new stuff at the moment, like. To tour in the future as well, so, but uh, yeah, you know, I'd love to do a sheesh tour, man. That'd be so sick. That would be sick. Yeah, I'm sticking around LA for like quite some time this this time around. Word up. So, yeah. Just, hey, man. Uh, yeah. Dude, you should definitely put a tour together. That'd be sick, man. That'd be really fun. Ooh, yeah, you should. That. You should talk to Kev too, because he's got this event that he's running, and everyone who's listening should uh should pull up. He's got this event that he's got. It's called Scenario. Mm. And I don't know if you know, but Kev uh, started Low End Theory. He's like the founder of that. Oh, damn. Scene. Dude, he's a, that's such crazy. a legend, bro. I had like, no idea, man. That's, that's that, nuts. That's the guy. So we went to Scenario last night. It's like his new event. Right. And in his mind, it should be every bit as big, if not bigger, than Low End Theory. Damn. Bro, this shit is amazing. Everyone in the LA area, you have to go 
two scenario. This oh, is the damn. new thing. Anyway, but we went last night. It's free. It's at the small bar right now, but eventually they're going to move to bigger stages. But right, right now it's just like in a small bar downtown called The Love Song. Right. Maybe, I don't even know, 60 people in there. Right. Okay. Dude, like crammed. The sound uh. was perfect, dude. Oh, damn. Because he, he also tuned the room. He's been like tuning the room and oh my making sure this is in the right place, the speakers are in the whatever. Yeah. And they have this sound so dialed and it's free. Oh man, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm there, bro. Yeah, pull I'm, up. I'm trying to be should, there, dude. You should do one of these events. I'm trying to do one, um, and it's like I kind of want to. You kind of want to get in on the ground floor because I do think he's gonna blow this thing up. Because right, and it's already you can see it, bro. We were there last night. There's like 60 people in the bar. Another like 40 outside. Damn. Um, Line Milk was playing. If you're familiar with him, uh, he's a really great keyboardist, producer, so sick. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it was popping out there. So, low-key, there's, like, another, like, kind of movement that's, like, brewing. Mm. Anyway. Hell yeah, man. Since, you know, since you're back in town, you know, it's something to know about. Let's go. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be there, man. That sounds amazing. Yeah, bro. It's really sick. Um, yeah, man. Um, dude, I got I got some developmental questions for you, sir. Sure. Um, hey. Oh, let's go, sir. Yeah, man. I want to know... <laughs> How you got to be where you are? What happened in between? You know, was there a time where you felt like a huge bump in terms of your skills? Like, what? What? Are there any ages that pop in your head? Like, oh man, when I was twenty three, bro, or when I was twenty six, or whatever. Right. Like, do you have any of those that come to mind? You know, weirdly, like, I mean, this is like on some like nerdy production shit or whatever. But Let's like, go. but I remember being like. I think it was like 17 or 18 and like discovering side chaining for the first mm. time and being like, oh my God, like I can do anything now. Like side chaining, like because I was right. listening to like at that point, I was listening to like a lot of house and like, uh, you know, like that was, that was, I don't know, I've also like gone through a whole bunch of different genres over the years and stuff, you know, so. But when I was, yeah, I remember side chaining just being like, Oh damn! Like I can make shit that sounds cool now. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. weird. It's weird. For but, sure. But yeah, that was a thing. That was definitely a thing. Um, and I mean, uh, probably the other one would be like when you discover what saturating all of your drums together at the same time sounds mm. like. That one. That was that was very nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Because, I don't know, something about, like, every time you, like, hear the kick drum and, like, the hi-hat, like, crispies, like, totally. into the kick. Oh, man. Right. Ooh. Yeah, and one in the kick, like, ducks the hi-hats. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. All that. That's my, that's, like, my, that's, like, one of my favorite things in the world. Hearing a, <laughs> a hi-hat get crispied up by a kick drum. Yeah, know. man. Uh, Bro, you, yes. I, and I can hear that in your sound. I can hear that you're an enthusiast about those things. Right. It's like, I... When I think of your drum sounds, I do think about really like nice saturation. Ah you know, oh, man, you know, Appreciate amongst that. a lot of other things. And also the other thing I think about your sound. Well, I love your drum sounds too. Just the sounds themselves. Ah oh, man, you know. Thank you. And then Appreciate all, and then your time feel is crazy, bro. Ah, so man. accurate. Man, uh, I yeah. appreciate that. What uh, what producers do you really dig uh, when it comes to that? Like, just time feel. Who's got, like, groove that you just, like... I mean, look... Who's got the bounce that you really, really dig? I mean, look, like, it's gonna seem, like, stupid, kind of, like, 
basic of an answer, oh, but like Dilla, man. Dilla. <laughs> Dilla, D'Angelo, you know, like both of those artists were like, you know, discovering them probably when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 22 or 21 or something like that. That was when like, that was when like, I don't know, I feel like I started developing like groove stuff. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm. Like hearing that and like knowing how that made me feel was is the thing that like made me want to like even make this music. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like right. that that definitely I would say that's that's essentially it. I can't really think of any other off the top of my head. That's just kind of yeah, it, man. you know. Shit. Um I mean, obviously, there's like a lot of like a lot of other amazing artists and producers now that like are also like killing and have like amazing like time feel and groove and all that stuff too. But but I mean, Diller and D'Angelo, man, I mean, <laughs> shit, I can't go wrong, you know. Yeah, I agree. Nah. I fully agree. I think it was the same thing for me too. Those two, right? When I when I was like, yeah, shit, probably like eighteen, nineteen, yeah, twenty. Yeah. It was just like, you know, just raising the bar. Just a level of accuracy right. with the groove that is just like so obscene. So, so it's stupid. Just like, so stupid. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's like, you know, something being wrong but being perfectly right at the same time. Right. That's it. That's that's everything to me. Like I want shit mm. to sound right but like super wrong. Mm-hmm. That's it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. think about that a lot like things being wrong mm-hmm. there's a there's a you know what this is funny this is the second time I've referenced this Jerry Seinfeld quote this week but fuck it <laughs> right right um, I'm actually using it in a different way than I did last time but okay. what Jerry Seinfeld says about uh, great comedy writing and really what can be applied to all writing mm-hmm. is to write a good joke what you should do is you should make an outrageous statement mm-hmm. and then prove it to be true mmm and and but that's actually what good um that's what also what good writing is in general too. Right. Sure. Um, for example, like um if uh if you skipped to the end of a story mm-hmm. and uh you know, like Romeo and Juliet, for instance, right? Sure. Romeo was does he he poisons himself and then Juliet stabs herself, right? Right. Sure. But if you didn't see what came before that. It wouldn't uh, wouldn't be very powerful. But right. you have this outrageous ending, but then you have this logical progression that leads to it. You prove it to be true right. throughout the course of the story, right? Sure. That's good writing. Right. And then the same thing goes for music. If you take certain things out of context in a in, in a song or a beat that you made, some really wild stuff mm-hmm. that would make no sense. Mm-hmm. Then if you find a way to mm. flip it, mm-hmm. freak it, make it work, right? Right. That's why, you know, that's why I think people who are genius samplers are genius producers because that's what that art is. You're right. taking something that 
would it make sense because you're playing the the sample backwards or you're chopping and putting it in different orders like yeah. not the way that it was yeah you you flip it and then you then you damn make, you work around it I love that's, this. that's good art I love this right this is this is this has got me thinking about a lot of shit right now and in the same way that uh, that is the the in the same way that that is the formula for good art um, I just made an outrageous statement of how Jerry Seinfeld's Theory yeah. is a good theory for all art. And right. I think I had a nice little logical proof. There yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, man. Boom. Hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Jeez. That was so silly. I'm oh. a fool for that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> no, dude, that was, that yeah, was I sick. think you got to do things wrong. I think you got to do things wrong and, and do some things right mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess those are the only two right. options. Right, yeah, you have to do, I mean, you have to balance it out, you know, yeah. right and wrong. Are there any beats that you made where you feel like that was like a, where you really like nailed that? <sighs> Man. I mean, Light Turn Green is one of those because the the crazy form. Right, sure. Like a, it's like a, this weird like three over four thing that's happening. Right, right, right. It's crazy. Ah, oh, man. Crazy chord changes. Hey, shout outs Ben, man. A lot wrong Still. there and a lot right. Ben's a wrong and right guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess, like, maybe there's, like, just little moments scattered throughout, mm. like, the albums where I, like, I'll maybe intentionally try and do that. Like, I like, I like when a song starts out, say, with, like, you know, just, like, a part of a bass line or something like that something that feels like it's got a groove or whatever and you start focusing on that but then like when it drops when you hear the first kick and you hear that the kick is like way way before like what that bass line is doing or whatever mm. and then the <laughs> and then the snare is like way before and you're like what like this right. is a, this is like a different bounce entirely to what i thought was going to happen right you know what i mean like that's true that's that's the shit that excites me yeah. yeah. As far as groove stuff. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I need to get more into that. Like, the, there's the the moment when, like, you know, a sample comes in or a melody comes in, and then before the drums come in, you think that it's landing in a certain place. You think you know what's going to happen. Then, yeah. You have no idea. And then, yeah. then you get surprised, and then that shit is what feels really good. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. You know which one is like that for me, like, on a super simple one? Mm. Wait, I think it might. Is it run away? Hold up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the, fir the first time you hear that beat, right? Like, the first, I mean, obviously, you've, we've heard it a thousand times, so it's hard to remember. Sure. But you think that that's the downbeat. Right. Like, this is a very simple example. Yeah. To people listening, it's like, you would think it's. Yeah. That would be the downbeat, but it's. Yeah. That's a really good example. It's coming in a different place. But, um, and there's other ones too, like, uh, Everybody, uh, listen to Runaway by Kanye, and you'll notice that uh, you might think that that piano part is hitting on the downbeat. Right. And then when the drums come in, you'll remember it is indeed landing on two and four. Right. There uh, it is. There it is. You know, there it is. There's an example right there. <clears throat> um, yo, do you have any songs that you put out where you were surprised maybe, like by how well received they were, where you were like, you thought maybe you thought this one track. I'm like, yeah, this is the one. And right. then this one over here is like, great, I love it, but I don't expect people to love it. And then people are like, yeah, that's their favorite. Yeah, that was one. It was like, bring, bring. 
of uh, mm. Beats Volume One because it was kind of just like this random ass, like super short beat, and like I don't know, it was just. Trying I to remember what that. Can I play that one? Yeah, sure. Um, what's it called? Bring, bring. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. Let me see. It's like. Oh yeah, it's like a, a, sixty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. This is like, man, we are a bad dude for this, bro. Then just. Then it's just, you know, like modulated down a, a tone or whatever. But. <laughs> I don't know, man. But this one randomly got into a bunch Ooh. of playlists and stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, Damn, why this that's, one? That's dude? 60 seconds. 60 seconds, man. Yeah. Wow. It's like 21 tracks, but like, I don't know, it's like under. I can't remember what the like the whole runtime of it, but it's wow. sure. Yeah, this sure. is like wow. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, that was a that was a weird one. Yeah. I didn't expect that one to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That time feel is crazy. Do you when I think when I hear that time feel, I think of like mind design. Do you fuck with mind design? Yeah, dude. I love yeah. shit. Yeah. I feel, that reminds me of like some of his early stuff, kinda. Right. Obviously, obviously different, but mm-hmm. those like really wild. Mm, mm. Not on the grid at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. Dope. Oh, oh man. You killed that. I appreciate that comparison, brother. Amen. Also, shout out to Mind Design, too. Shout out Mind Design. You guys are both goats. Mind Design was originally going to come in today at two, uh, but then we ended up uh, not being able to work it out. We're going to meet up tomorrow, but oh, nice. yeah, man. It would have oh, been yeah. dope to have you all back to back. Uh, oh, but, um, yeah, you guys are both goats, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, oh, man. Appreciate that, brother. Of course, man. God damn. And that's all we have for today. But there is more of this interview. So please join us next time for part two of this episode. Approachable Music is recorded at Cosmic Zoo, engineered by Daddy Kev, and it's produced and edited by Christian Kuntz. My name is Kiefer, and as always, be encouraged and encourage others. Mm